0: The only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were preacher fans, yes they were, they were, oh yes they were. That's a podcast theme right there. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Preacher Men, the podcast where we are preachers and we are men. I'm Justin Tyler.
1: <laughs> I am Pete LePage. I don't know about that preacher stuff, but this is Preacher Men, and I am so excited. What an episode of television. Come
0: on, man. We are preachers. We are preaching to the choir of uh, preacher heads out there. We are fans preaching to fans about the fandom of preaching to the fans. Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel like
1: there was one too many preachers in there, but that I'm still I get what you're saying.
0: Yo, talk to the talk to religions. They are preaching too much, too. Uh, guys, uh, let's get into uh, episode four <laughs> of Preacher uh, today. That's what we're talking about. Entitled yeah. Victor with a K. Yeah.
1: Victor episode four, a.k.a. the greatest episode of television ever, maybe. I mean, come on interesting that you think
0: this is such a great episode i i think maybe we'll disagree with you but let's get there oh
1: don't you fuck me on this you fucking son of a bitch uh let's don't you dare rain
0: on this perfect parade sometimes you want a little rain on a parade it keeps the floats moist
1: that was gross. I almost did a fucking spit take, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Oh man, it's like tangling in my nose, you asshole! Oh
0: man, I got you good. He's yeah. having his uh, nine a.m. beer to kick <laughs> off the day and <laughs> went right up his Don't nose. Don't judge my Saturday, you
1: son of a bitch. If <laughs> I want to have a beer early in the morning, I can't.
0: I love a Saturday. You know why you should try berial? That's where instead of milk, oh, you pour yeah, beer I know. right I know. on your cereal. Yeah, you I'm know. Very- Yeah, I'm familiar with Birio, bro. Again, that's that Rochester lifestyle. Yep. Um, Bireo in the morning, dog man at night, as we on last episode. Oh,
1: don't bring up dog man again. (laughs) I don't want this to be a running bit. It fucking freaks me out, man. I'm just trying to find out what your
0: breed was. I want to know what your breed was when you were a dog man.
1: No offense. If people out there listening to this podcast like to dress up as dogs and have sex, God bless.
0: Yeah, you I'm not uh, down on it. I just want to know because I know you were one. I want to know what it is. Fuck were you, you a Dashend? Were you a Lhasa Apso? I bet. I think you're a poodle. Pete the Poodle. No way, man. So hit um, us up at hashtag Pete the Poodle at Comic Book Club Live. No, it's Com- not a hashtag. It is a hashtag. Not a, has- a hashtag, no, you can just say something and it's a hashtag. <laughs> PeteThePoodle is a not- hashtag. <laughs> it's not how it works. Pete, that, All is, right. that is literally how so hashtags work.
1: What was great is we had a cliffhanger ending in the last episode, and it picked up right where you wanted to, right where it left off, the so, old I'm going for cigarettes
0: Yes, class. Uh, well, let's catch people up a little bit uh, further down the line. Main character is a preacher who has the basically the voice of God. He can use a uh, sort of deep-sounding voice, and people have to do what he says. It's uh, called Genesis. It's living within him, and it gives him this power. He's on the road with uh, his ex-girlfriend and ex-bank-robbing partner. His Tula. current girlfriend, you piece of shit. Well, we'll see. Uh, and then uh, a Cassidy, an Irish vampire which is mm-hmm. the uh, normal thing to say. Uh, they are looking for God who is missing. They're down in New Orleans, and everyone has a little bit of a secret. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, that's actually a really good recap. I mean, God is missing in the fact that he's not in heaven. He could be walking around on earth or trying to find him.
0: Yeah, well, that's just like how anything is missing. Like when my keys go missing, I'm not like they're <laughs> they're gone for all of eternity. I'm like they're just somewhere. Right. Uh, so, uh, Tulip has, um, has a secret Victor, uh, some sort of, we don't know who he is to her yeah. coming in here, except she's terrified of him. Yeah. Uh, Jesse is just chasing the jazz, uh, which is not a euphemism for anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Cassidy is just being a little, uh, sort of the, he's like the mother hen of the group.
1: Yeah. He's kind of, uh, you know, uh, he's kind of stuck in this position of like, uh maybe I should tell Jesse the, about the whole thing where like Tulip uh, beat the shit out of somebody to death uh just before they got married and then called off the wedding also I'm trying to be a good house guest but clearly the person who we're staying with is you know very over our stay that you know maybe they've overextended their one night visit or whatever it is or yeah. maybe there's some more going on there um But yeah, and then we have Tulip, who I thought was just going to start beating the shit out of people. But Tulip was like, oh, I'm outgunned, I'm outmanned. I'm going to go along peacefully, which I was like, oh, shit.
0: That was
1: like more scary than the fact that she didn't try
0: to fight her way out. Uh yeah, it was and so let, let's follow her storyline for the episode. Um so she goes she gets captured and goes back to Victor's place. There's this yep. uh we meet Victor. Um he seems just sort of like a dick.
1: What a great I mean, as an actor, I mean that's gotta be such an amazing like first scene you see this character and it's like the reveal of like I'm torturing somebody in another room and then I kind of walk in calmly like Yes, hello. You know, like that was such a powerful, cool entrance. Did you see my torture room? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm running shit in this house in case you didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: So Tulip, then she has a little interaction there. And then she spends a lot of the episode just wandering around the house trying to catch up with some of her old uh, buddies. Old friends. Yeah, her old buddies. But they all clearly hate her.
1: You can never go home again. You know, that's a saying. And I feel like Tulip really proves that that is true. Um, um,
0: yeah. I, I felt like Tulip's story here was a little, like, boring. Like, they were marking time. It felt like she's just, like, it felt very, like, almost sitcom Like, she did something bad. And so now everyone, she's like, hi, guys. Remember me? And they're like, we don't like you now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but I did like the shot. Did you see that shot where, like, Tulip gets in the car and then it cuts to Jesse? And just as he's walking in the house, all three of the cars drive by. Like, that's how close they were to each other.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
1: That was a really cool shot. I I was like, oh, man, that is awesome.
0: Uh, But, yeah,
1: I mean, it's like one of those things where we don't know what Tulip did. We assume it's bad because we know Tulip. But you don't know how bad it is until the little girl spits in her face and is yeah. like, I hope my dad murders you. And oh That man. is that is intense. I, I miss being 12, dude. Those were the days. I mean, yeah, you, could you could just say it like shit. it is. Oh, yeah. You could say whatever you wanted. No one cared because you were 12 and well, there's a freedom. I, I feel like on either end of your life, early you get away with shit. And then when you're an old person, you get away with shit, and that's the sweet spots. There. Pete,
0: as someone who interacts with you multiple times a week, I got to say, you basically are twelve. You say <laughs> say and do whatever you want, and spit. You verbally spit in my face uh, every time I see you.
1: I would say you spit my face more.
0: Well, why we'll not we on. just swap and spit? <laughs> is that what you wanted to? Is that what you no, meant?
1: Oh. No. No, no. Uh,
0: so funny. then, so let's jump back to uh, Jesse and Cassidy. Yeah. They have, Ooh, uh, how well, hysterical. Oh, let me just say it? one other thing about Tulip. So far this season, it feels like because of this Victor secret, Tulip has been like totally blunted. She's been nerfed yeah. uh, this whole season because she in the first season, she was the badass who was keeping it exciting as we dealt with a lot of the sort of more routine stuff that Jesse was dealing with. Yeah. And so she was the fun one in this season. She's not the fun one. And, right. Uh, the other characters are more interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, so far, uh, but definitely like uh, how when it cuts back to Jesse and he's like, yeah, two can take care of herself. I'm going to take a nap. I mean, oh, it's just like, oh, no, Jesse, no, don't take a nap. And I'm like yelling at the screen, like Cassidy, now is the time, man! You gotta
0: say something. Yeah, but instead he's just texting to a yeah. little, like a tween. Yeah, like, are like behind. Are you back? okay? Question are mark. You... Question mark. Question mark. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then so we have this: uh, the Jesse and uh, Cassidy storyline is they're trying to track down God. They and. For the second time this season, Cassidy recognizes one of the other main characters, another character on TV. Yeah. Which I think is a weird runner of an idea that he's just watching like shitty TV. Dude, he saw – Haven't, uh, <laughs> he saw haven't
1: you ever done that? Haven't you ever watched like late night like infomercials? It's like a reunion of, of your own life, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. You see all these old people that you don't even think about anymore but there they are on the television.
0: Yeah. No, I, I get that. It's just weird to have it happen twice in four episodes. Well, when you're a vampire and live so long, you know people, all right? Yeah, no. I, I, you don't have to be angry. I'm just saying it's weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like I, you think I'm insulting your friends. Well,
1: I feel like you're insulting the show that I love.
0: Uh, great. Uh, well, get ready for more of that. So they, uh, Cassie recognizes the actor that played God in the um, yep. finale of last season. Uh, yeah. Which is great, great eye. Great eye, man. And it's hard to spot actors in different roles.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But Uh, then we have the cut back to hell. Hold on, let's do that that after. Let's uh, come back to that part of the story. All right. Uh, Let's play out the rest of Jesse and Cassidy here. So they see this Frankie Munez. Uh, Oh, my God. That was funny.
1: So at first, like, the infomercial starts off, and it's kind of sad, and it's like, oh, man, this isn't that funny. It's kind of, you know, like homeless people and it shows Katrina and you're like, holy shit, you know, this is real. But then all of a sudden Frankie Muniz is pissing on a homeless person and it be- immediately turns funny and it's hysterical.
0: That's one of my favorite things about this show is that the way they do comedy and jokes, like they're so yeah. confident and 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 fun about it. They just put it in and it's not a big, they don't have to like, point a bunch of arrows at it or dwell on it it's just this infomercial ends with a dude sleeping under a urinal and it happens to be uh former like 90s star frankie muniz yeah uh, who's still looks great still got it as far as i'm concerned
1: yeah i mean what a great role for him that was just hysterical uh oh man that was so funny
0: uh, so then we have uh, Jesse and Cassidy going to the casting agency. Oh, uh, which, classic. This I was, mean, this
1: is fun. Uh, this,
0: they, they talk to that guy whose name is what? Jim Gunt, I believe. Yeah, Gunt. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> and uh, this is
1: kind of fun meta stuff where we're getting into a little bit of like acting on a TV show and all this kind of like ridiculous stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know I it's mean, meta.
0: This I, is like my life. That's yeah, every it's day. It's
1: like I'm eating it up with a fork and knife here. This is so funny, especially when they go off about audition tapes and how horrible they are. And
0: how no one oh. ever watches them. Yeah, it's hysterical. No joke. Like my – not to get too into it on my end, but like my agent will be like, put yourself on tape for this thing. And then I post it on a link to Vimeo or YouTube. Yeah. And then weeks go by and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they watch the tape. No watches. So it's like I put in all this work to tape myself through some part, and not a single person watched it. That is infuriating.
1: Oh, man. That is great. So that, that is was great. Very and that, the funnier part is this person's your
0: agent. Yeah. Oh, man. I yeah. know. I'd rather have James <laughs> Gunn sometimes. Yeah. He seems at least fighting for us.
1: Uh, yeah, I like how it got out like the pen, he's clicking, he's like, All right, let's talk numbers. You're looking for what kind of type. Oh I got this Cuban guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so funny. Very funny. Uh, yeah. so then we um, we see God's audition tape, uh, which is great. Yeah. Very accurate to most auditions. I am guy get shot oh. at a lot uh, No, am auditioning.
1: Before we get to the shoot reveal, the just the whole beginning of the uh, you know the breathing and the oh just so funny. Just so like because when you see the final product, it's all cut together or whatever. But you see the like the shitty preparation that somebody has to do for to, to kind of get in that headspace to be able to do that. It's just uh, so funny. Yeah. and so ridiculous. And then like, the oh, shit, they just shot him. It's like, congrats. You got the part. Bang. Uh, that and then it's like Jesse's like, well, yeah, well, how else is he supposed to get to heaven?
0: Yeah. So yeah. that that was really cool. I liked that a lot. So intense,
1: such – and they love these like curveballs that they put on this TV show. You think like, okay, this is going along here and then you're like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, really great. And then you see this interesting moment where Jesse wonders, what's the deal with New Orleans?
1: Well, wait, before we get to that. The fucking Cassidy Game of Thrones move he does.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was. So
1: fucking funny. Like, they're getting nowhere, and then all of a sudden he's like, Game of Thrones. And it was like the excitement that all of a sudden got in the room was just so funny, man. And that's a very meta thing that would be hard to pull off with normal TV shows. But they do it so fucking well, and it's so funny.
0: Yeah, Uh, just perfect. And he's like, Dinklage flies business. (laughs) business class yeah exactly uh really funny stuff um yeah so then jesse's like what's the deal with new orleans uh god came here the actor that played god came here what is the deal with new orleans pete
1: uh new orleans is a pull it's a draw there's something about the place that you know uh it kind of it's one of those things and it's i think it's similar with like miami and florida and that kind of thing and yeah. Key West, like those kind of places by the water, by the edges, on the outskirts. I think uh, there's something to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have you been in New Orleans, Pete? Uh, no, I would love to go. Oh yeah, it's a great town. Got a great Bloody Marys at Port of Call. That's a very specific reference, so yeah, check that out. Uh, but I don't think that's why there. Why God is there? So let's. I guess we'll find out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we will. But now, can we go back to uh,
0: let's the- cl- let's close out Tulip, Jesse, and and Cassidy. Uh, so we uh, see we Tulip is getting uh, getting confronting Victor basically, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then Jesse Cassidy reveals what the deal is, and Jesse goes to save her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then but, we get to the thing that you've been wanting to talk about. For the
1: whole. Well, no, I mean, first I wanted to, uh, I mean, they cut back to hell and you get to see kind of like this, uh, you know, the buddy kind of uh, spinoff that could be, you know, our space and Hitler and hell, uh, you know.
0: Okay. You want to go back in that? So we uh, picking up Eugene's story from the beginning of the episode, um, we have yeah. uh, a bunch of like the hell uh, mates, hell buddies, yeah. Um who are they come out of the room they're like, "Oh, hey, you're from the 20s? You're Hitler. Tyler's just a regular dick."
1: Well, it's one of those things where like you we do realize that hell is a fucking piece of shit. It is a shitty place that's run very poorly that like it's the that was hysterical. We're like Oh, this person's personal hell broke. How long is it going to take to fix? Well, I don't know. I've got to get under there and see what, what's wrong. It could yeah. be the chassis. It could be the thing. And I just it's changed like this the al- bulb. Yeah. Yeah. It's this hilarious, like, real moment of, like, if they're really running this giant, like, prison-like hell. Like, oh, man. Hysterical. But it was, like, that thing where, like, oh, the hole the whole is worse. But, like, after, like, the personal hell broke down, I'm like, I wonder if that's just, like, smoke and mirrors. Like, that, a hole is nothing because if, not, if the place is, like, breaking down, like, how scary is the hole, you
0: know? Yeah, I mean, well, a hole, a holes can be bad. Like, that yeah. hole might be, it looks like it had some steam coming out of it. Maybe that's the hot part of hell. Yeah,
1: I just think that.
0: Or maybe it's a great jacuzzi. Maybe it's a basement jacuzzi.
1: I just wondered, though, that, because like, I was kind of like, what are the chances that our space gets to hell and it's breaking down like this? If God is in heaven and, and is no longer there, is the devil there? Did he go away, too, and everything's just, like, falling apart? God,
0: God. and the devil. Road trip. Road no rules. trip. No rules. <laughs> just fun. Reconnect. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Dad, that I fell let me let's chill let's be friends again yeah fun looser for a crossover uh yeah.
1: but no i just feel that like uh i just the, the you know my mind was racing with all the possibilities once like hell was breaking down like what does that really mean uh but then like we get the kind of prison yard fun of like hey, who's the fucking new kid, you know, and like Hitler trying to stick up for him and like, what the fuck, man? That was so insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, in this episode, Hitler's like a pretty, he's not a bad guy.
1: Right. But also we have the moment where it's like, our space has to either go to the hole or go to Hitler's, go into Hitler's room and live his personal
0: hell. Like, can we talk about that, please? Yeah. Well, I mean, I like that you can check out other people's hells. Take a break from yours. Go chill in the other random people's hells. It's
1: so low stressful to live other people's hells because you just get to watch.
0: Yeah, it's like watching a regular movie.
1: But at the same time, as we talked about last episode, Hitler's hell has to be insane, like the worst. And this is the exact opposite.
0: Well, because I think the lesson here is like hell is not necessarily like – it's just what is torturous to you and exactly. it would make sense and that I, it's something that happened in your, when you're youth, your youth, when you're much more sensitive to big emotions and bad experiences.
1: Well, that's why I want to ask you. Do you think this is his personal hell because it's like the only time he didn't have control in his life? Like when he was in power, like that wasn't hell for him because
0: he loved all of that. You yeah, know? I, mean, I think it's when he was the most damaged and he be, like became damaged in this moment. He wanted to Yeah, because he got bumped by that guy and like by the gallery owner yeah
1: yeah and then it was like he had to talk to him and like he had the little yarmulke hat on that had to be really fucking hellish for him like i just was like but he ordered like these fucking you know tasty treats I, i just like how is this your personal hell but that's the torture that he's living that is crazy
0: yeah Pete everyone hells everyone's hell is different like yours might be doing a podcast about Riverdale for all of eternity
1: <laughs> yeah I'm sure when it, I'm sure when I get to my personal hell you and Zelbin will be there
0: no oh, man I can't wait <laughs> I can't wait to be like Pete what we've been waiting for you uh, let's up? tape up let's tape an infinite podcast <laughs> podcast well, till the end of the world. Oh man, uh, uh,
1: but dude, would I would have gone to the hole? I would not have gone to, with Hitler to his own private room. What if, what if you, would what if you, if you were in that situation, what would you have done? I
0: mean, just out of curiosity, I would go. I would want a break from whatever my hell is. Mine's probably going to be about like, uh, like trying to watch a, a show and it keep uh, not having enough Wi-Fi to watch it. <laughs> okay. So that's probably mine. Uh, I would want to go right. check out, I would be curious to see what Hitler's Own is all about. Oh,
1: man, no way, dude. I, I would take the hole over being in a room with Hitler any day of the week. Uh, also, like, it was driving me nuts that no one was trying to murder Hitler. Well, they're like, already dead,
0: was. and they're in hell, so. Right. I know oh, how
1: funny was it when the uh, lady gave him the talk, like, hey, I saw your tape. You got to fucking evil it up in there, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, well, that's what – so is is the reason that hell is breaking down more often because Eugene is there? Like his, his thing isn't working because he doesn't deserve to be there. I oh,
1: think. you think that's it because he's not evil and the machine feeds off like evil? Like he should be in there eating her brains and like attacking the mom and like any kind of thing he can do?
0: Yeah, I mean obviously like that's – that is his personal hell. That's his like worst memory I think. I believe yeah. that. But he he was trying to help, like he was trying to do the right thing. Right. So it's not really, yeah. I think there's a his presence there is not is causing hell to malfunction because yeah. it's not where he needs to be. Yeah. And yeah. so we see that Hitler's bad, but this kid Tyler, he's like way worse.
1: He's worse than Hitler. Yeah. Well, and then, and theory? he's talking shit about Hitler. He's like, Yo, Hitler, Hitler it up a little bit. Like, what the fuck, man.
0: Yeah, I want to know is he in? Is he going to be history's greatest monster? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I would. I forgot about this part. I wanted to talk about with Jesse and
1: Cassidy, and they're uh, and he's like, "Hey, I found out. You know, how was your night last night?" Like he goes, oh, "I found out about this secret organization." And Cassidy's like, "Yeah, which one?" Yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah, I pretty much know them all. But then doesn't know anything about the guys in white, which is kind of freaky and crazy.
0: Yeah. There's something, uh, I mean, obviously we're going to, I'm assuming we'll learn more about these guys, um, and what their deal is.
1: And what do you feel about the reveal that everybody who throws those spinner signs actually work for a secret organization? You know, uh, the part of the white fan
0: society. I believed that for years. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see that, that you were right about that. Yeah. Thank you. Years. It's great to finally be yeah. right about one of my crackpot theories. Yeah. Um, eventually we'll find out what the deal is with dimes. <laughs> Why are they smaller than nickels? Yeah. That's my yeah. conspiracy theory.
1: But it's more money, but it's less money. That's you know what, what I'm I mean? saying. Exactly. I mean, that. come on. All
0: right, so then we have the I think tw- I think like $20 bills should be bigger than $1 bills.
1: Yeah, you're totally right on that. So then we have the re- Jesse finally is like, "Oh, wait, my girlfriend is gone." And Cassie finally is like, hey, dipshit, I've been dropping all these hints. And you're not even, you know, classic dude, unaware of the hints being dra- dropped around him. And then we have a fight sequence of all fight
0: sequences. Right. So you, uh, you've you been wanting I mean, to get the, to this. The, the, the,
1: the, t- the mix of the fight with the music, I mean, because that way he can't hear him to use the voice on him, I mean, just amazing. And the fact that, like, they're using that poor dude who's, like, dead but not all the way dead and, like, cuts off his arm and Jesse starts beating him with that dude's arm and, like, oh, my God. I mean, I could have watched that all day. I mean, I watched it a couple times, but, man, alive. Like,
0: if that if you were in hell and that was your worst memory, you would love
1: it. Oh, just yeah. Watch it over and over again. I have no problem with that.
0: That's great. That's your personal heaven is watching that scene on loop for <laughs> all of eternity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Great, and it's all uh, it's all one shot, right? It's yeah. Like, it's, it looks
1: it's so, so well choreographed so cool. and like yeah, just so cool. It was kind of like a uh, you know like uh, the Marvel Netflix movies, how they have those fun long haul fight sequences. We had this kind of really cool fight sequence that was like gross and amazing. It just really is kind of like what's so great about the show all summed up. And just the music choice was just so insane. And like that guy is already so creepy. Yeah, uh, and Victor. then like, yeah. And then like, going oh, up you, against, you mean against Victor's Jesse. torture, Yeah, Victor's torture. And like going up against Jesse and then like the, he just stabs the guy through the fucking body. Ah, just – I stood up and
0: started clapping. Good man. Just absolutely. Just at home home alone. Yep. Giving a one-man standing ovation to nothing. Uh, So we also –
1: To an amazing TV show. To an amazing –
0: yeah, right. I just meant a no human – no other human. Uh, We have a big reveal from Tulip here as well, which uh, explains a lot. Yep. So the reason that she couldn't marry Jesse is because she's already married to Victor. Exactly.
1: Boom. And that's why everybody's so mad at her because she left her husband and it doesn't seem like he's a nice guy. Um, but man, how amazing. I mean, Jesse's come storming in for Tulip, starts choking this guy out. Now, let me ask you, this is kind of like a seven moment, Justin. If your wife. You know, uh, you had to go and save her. You had to go through all this heroic thing and you're choking out the bad guy. And then she says to you, hey, that's my husband. What do you keep choking? Because I almost feel like you should
0: still keep choking and not stop. You know, oh, you would just continue the murder. (laughs) Um, I would probably take a second. I would take a second. Don't
1: if you don't continue the murder, then he might have the upper hand. You don't know if you can get that back. And also you just murdered a bunch of his boys. Like somebody's going to have to pay for that. So you might as well just choke them out and then be done with it. You know?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's sort of a shoot first, ask questions later. Um, yeah. Yeah. a situation, yeah. which I know is how you live literally every moment of your life, uh, <laughs> which doesn't always work out when you're like in a oh. grocery store, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work out a lot, but yeah. it's gotten me this far. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, I would take a second and try to get the... Also, I'd be mad at, at Tulip if I were him. Like, what? I'm so mad. Yeah, like, what the fuck you mean? Yeah. Um. So, uh, interesting stuff there. I'm happy to, that we finally get the reveal of Victor because, like I said, it feels like Tulip's character has been just, like, spinning Yeah. for so long. So, finally, we can move her forward a little bit, hopefully.
1: Yeah, and also, like, this is the fun reveal that you were talking about the last shot is the old Saint of Killers slowly walking next to a highway. All these cars going flying by. And like he's getting there, but he's not using modern transportation. Yeah. uh, And he's just kind of lost in his own time kind of warp. And uh, yeah, he's but he's he's still coming. It's kind of like that slow moving mummy in the horror movies like they're
0: coming, but you got some time. Yeah, mummies are super scary and very yeah. slow. Very slow. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say it was funny that we hadn't seen, heard from him at all in the last two full episodes. Especially because he's still using his powers. Yeah. It's not like he stopped. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, you think he could get on a horse.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, they're hard to fi- find in modern times, you know, yeah, especially. a random when, horse. Yeah, just a random horse like that you can jump on, Yeah.
0: Um and we do have a, a little bit more from Eugene here as well, right? Where uh the woman's like be more evil and then he he is. He goes along with it.
1: Yeah, which was a little disappointing, you know. I thought he would stay, but I guess he's gonna be a fucking a sheep, you know. Oh uh, if I if I if everybody's beating on Hitler, I guess I'm gonna beat on Hitler, even though Hitler was super nice to me.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. It's you know, like made. Hitler saved his ass with the whole,
1: like, come and live my personal hell move.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't really want to be feeling bad for Hitler very often in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. You do. This episode makes you. It makes Hitler sort of, it sort of is redemptive of Hitler.
1: Yeah. I and mean, it just, hearing you say that out loud makes my skin crawl. But like, it's
0: uh That it's is a what real... the episode does. Like, there's no, yep. no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, what would you what would you do in that situation?
0: I would like because they're watching him. I I mean, Eugene, I see why Eugene does it. He's the he's is a sheep. He goes along with the situation all the time. That's why he gets into so much trouble in his life. Um, And the only time he was really standing up was when he was yelling at preacher and then he got sent to hell. Right. So he's a little bit beaten down and sort of going along with it. I would be like, "Hey, Tyler, why are you being such a dick? We're all in." Yeah, the I would hell go after together. Tyler. If yeah. you
1: want me to be evil, then I'm going to be taken down evil. I'm not going to fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would go after Tyler, take him down. Um,
0: yeah. But um, his name might be Justin Tyler, and so then I'm a little worried that <laughs> he that might be my yeah, meet myself. It to
1: the show, and I was like, "Here is this person I know in real life. Just put him exactly how he is in your TV show." Yeah, I, mean,
0: I wish they would have cast me in the role of myself. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, would be nice. All right, that's the episode. Let's move on to um, a little section where we can say something even bigger using our god voices. Revelations. <laughs> uh pete what were your big uh revelations from this episode
1: i mean i i can't say it enough i mean finally when jesse found out what was happening and just was just this force to be reckoned with it was just such an amazing thing to watch him kind of flex his muscles and use his uh everything that he can to go get tulip and it was It was unbelievable to watch. I mean, the guy is, I mean, just walking in and being like, freeze, you know, like, holy shit, that was cool.
0: Yeah, it was a a great, truly great fight sequence. Yeah, yeah. Um, My favorite part of the episode was the Eugene stuff. Like, all the the scene with Hitler and how, like, it's so interesting. It's so specific. um, The fact that they had the balls to put Hitler in a sympathetic role. Uh, in this episode and in this show is really interesting. Like not a lot of other uh, types of show would do, th- not a lot of other shows would do that. So that's I really like that. And then I was surprised about how much I am disliking Tulip, and even Cass- Cassidy feels like he's sort of spinning, not doing much. Jesse feels like he's a little like removed from the action, just mentally. Like the fact, yeah, that he dude,
1: spends- he's going through a lot of stuff, dude. His wife said, yo, I don't want to marry you. Well, that's you know, not I mean, his that's wife. Uh, technically, not yet. But like, you know, I mean, the woman he loves wanted to get married to him and then didn't. I mean, that's going to fuck with your shit. And you, you're going to get off kilter a little bit. You know, it's going to fuck with you.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get that. But I just feel like he is the character is a little removed from the action. Uh, so it feels like right. all three of our main characters aren't as invested in what's going on right now until we like jesse snaps excuse me snaps out of it at the when he goes to rescue tulip so i'm hoping it goes forward and we get out of this more middling area don't you say middling you You, fucking middling you hate middling that's your Uh, his favorite word
1: that's true uh it's worse than zero issue so like Yeah, characters are a little off who they are because they're going through so much. I feel like that's very honest and true, you know. Uh, So, yeah, if you feel a little weird about them right now, that's fine. Uh, That's how life works. Sometimes you aren't always the perfect self that you
0: are. All right, thanks for the lecture, Dad, but I can feel however I want. Yeah, you can
1: feel however you want, but don't fucking call the episode middling when it was not a middling
0: episode. You don't understand me, Dad. I'm growing up, and I can have my own opinions. And you know what, Dad? You're middling. Oh, not under
1: my roof. You don't call me middling under my roof. I pay the rent around here, all right?
0: You go out, and you get a fucking job. That's fine. I'm going to start a podcast, and I'm going to be a famous podcaster. Just you wait. Yeah, good luck with that being
1: internet famous. You will be broke forever.
0: That's a little scene from the uh, <laughs> one act play Pete and I wrote. Uh, it's an update of some uh, Eugene O'Neill plays. Uh yeah. great. Uh guys, that's the episode. We end each episode with a short dramatization <laughs> of how we actually <laughs> feel about each other. So tune in for that next week. Oh man. Uh and remember the hashtag Pete the Poodle. Please no, hit us up on no. Pete the Poodle. Uh we no, uh, <laughs> not a real hashtag. Uh we do the show. We also do a uh our main podcast comic book club live um, on the nerdist network you can check that out right here in the feed you're in um if you'd like to sponsor any of our podcasts you can check us out at patreon.com backslash comic book club we appreciate your support you can win um, prizes uh prize packs that we send to you special shout outs on the show all sorts of stuff
1: yeah Uh, also uh, we'd love to see you at our live
0: show which is every tuesday in new york city it's usually at the pit loft. We'd love to see you there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at JT Sizzle. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Follow Pete on Twitter at RealPeteLaPage. Um, hashtag right. PeteThePoodle. Stop! No! Blah! Uh, Stop. We'll see you next week where maybe um, our third co host, Alex, will show up for one of these episodes. Until then, <laughs> stay preaching.